That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Okay, welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. Dr. David Miller here, a naturopathic doctor with Michelle Pobega, ND. What's up? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you got the Feeling spirit today. Like, <laughs> it's probably because I've been supplementing with this really important nutrient to keep my oxygen levels high. Ooh. Well, that's, you know what? That is, what, what a great, what a great segue into the topic for today, which is navigating the administration of iron. Uh, which is sometimes really easy and like the best way. man, we talk about iron, but it's so important. Um, anyway, and I'm, I'm learning more and more about it. I think you probably are too, Michelle, although uh, it sounds like you've had more luck with it than I have. We were talking about that. So maybe this episode is more about me stumbling through navigating uh, the good and the bad and the it's hard to discern what the heck is going on when we give people iron. So but I, I think that your thought process, I mean, from what you described it to me is I think adequate. I think sometimes I just, because of how I investigate things, I'm probably ruling some of those other things out first yes. anyways, just yeah. because of how my practice is. So maybe that's why it's not that you're right or wrong or it's just, yeah. You do. Yeah. You're, you are taking some steps I think closer to the beginning of your process of working with patients that I'm not always taking. So um, there's good and bad things to both ways, mm -hmm. just like everything. Mm -hmm. Let's give, maybe let's give it away. Let, let's give it away. The bottom of the sort of path here is that things can go uh, really good with iron and that's really easy. Like say you have low ferritin, no signs of inflammation, CRP is fine, ESR is fine. And you're an naturopath or whoever is decent at iron administration goes, here's some iron it's like happy times because mm -hmm. brain fog might get better. Energy might get better. Like focus might get better. Like your hair, skin, nails might get better. Like there's your immune system works better. There's so many wicked, cool, awesome things about iron. Totally. But sometimes things don't go 
very well with iron. And that's maybe like more the case with me, like Michelle was getting at. And we'll maybe I'll tell about some of the things that can go wrong first to give it all away. And then we can talk about why you, you maybe don't experience that as much. Um, so things can go bad when people take iron. You can have the sort of typical nausea, constipation, GI sadness mm-hmm. that we, we made an emoji. We made an emoji and made it sad. So you can have GI sadness, like nausea, constipation, all that stuff. I don't find that as troubling. And I think, Michelle, you were sort of alluding to the same. You can sort of handle that. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes up, but it's mm-hmm. not something that I feel stressed about or I'm never, I mean, like I don't get stressed about either situation, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it requires a lot more headspace to try to figure out. Yeah. And to, and to me, it's, it's less worrying. Okay. It's a kind yeah. of localized problem to the GI. Okay. Maybe your stomach is a little sensitive or maybe, which would make sense if you're low in iron, if you don't absorb, which, you know, you need a good stomach to absorb iron, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, constipation if you're constipated some people are probably going to be extra worried about that but you you said you can change the form of iron um i think that was one of your first things you would think about doing right yeah my go-to is usually like an iron bisglycinate something that also has like nutritive synergistic vitamins in it that improve iron absorption like your bees some of your bees see zinc copper I think zinc, I can't remember, copper, I think is in this one. The one I use is typically iron sap, no affiliation to the, to the company, but that's my, usually my go-to. And then if I find they're having a hard time with that one, I might hey, your affiliation to, like... to Your affiliation to the company is that you pay them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get no kickbacks, guys. Um, or I might even try like a heme iron if someone's feeling a little bit more sensitive to the bisglycinate, I find that it's usually well tolerated. And then there's occasionally I'll go to like a liquid like Cytomatrix, like our, our, our sponsors, they make one that's a liquid that I think is, uh, is it a, it has some, it, it's in some kind of format that improves the absorption. I can't remember what the name of it is called, but it's called yeah. Biofera. And it basically tastes like apples with pennies. It's not like anything that's a liquid <laughs> iron, just expect it to taste like pennies in your mouth at Funny. some point. Um, and I have it at home and I find that my gut tolerates that one far better. And I have a sensey little sensitive little GI. So I find that one works well for me, but I don't love the taste, but it gets the job done. Yeah. I had one patient I made take it cause they were very sensitive to like every iron they've ever tried. It didn't work. Um, nope. so, so I was disappointed. Um, so that was one of those cases where I was like, damn, how, we got to figure out what's going on with the iron. What's going was it on? A, was it a GI disturbance or was it like the other bracket of sensitivity uh, I, that we we're going to talk about next? I think it was more GI, mm. but, but always bad. Mm. Yeah. And well, so- you know, the thing is you and I also see a lot of GI people to begin with. So, you know, when it comes to iron, sometimes it's also temporarily improving, their vitamin C intake, increasing their magnesium to make sure that their bowels still move adequately. Maybe it's looking at adding a probiotic if they're not on one or, you know, stomach acid, blah, 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 to improve it. So there are more than one ways to kind of improve the absorption of it. But sometimes I just try to change out the iron to see if that makes a difference. And then kind of, I think it's smart. It's it's smart. And, uh, I should have put it on my flow chart. Um, but one, one thing I would think about doing you know, having chatted with you and put my little chart together is I would try heme iron after, mm-hmm. um, heme iron's a little pricier. Uh, I was just looking at, I, I got a whole bunch of like tabs open PubMed right now, looking on iron, looking at iron again. Like I, I can't, I can't get enough of learning about how to work with iron. Anyways, a whole bunch of them 
on how to get, um, how to look at like where iron is absorbed. So duodenum is the main place it's absorbed, but there's, believe it or not, in 20, I think the paper was 2021 or something. We still don't know how the hell heme iron is absorbed. Like it's, it's hilarious. We don't That's even so know. That's so wild. We've had I the know. most insane advancements in technology, but we still don't know how heme iron is absorbed. And anemia has been such a phenomenon for like decades. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd say, I would say thousands of years. In fact, I mean, I, like, as far as we know, from a medical perspective, we know yeah. that anemia has been like a big deal for at least several decades, if not like many. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's just so funny how we still haven't investigated the time and money into looking into the whys for that. But I guess it just, I don't know. It's elusive for some reason. I, I Again, I have to, I haven't read all the papers in their entirety, but definitely the heme way of absorption is, is often in some people's cases, much more efficient. They just don't know exactly, uh, you know, the transporter or whatever. Mm -hmm. for all but it does have an there. easier absorption than other iron. So that's why the heme for iron some, is it seems, Yeah. And I think for some people more mm -hmm. than others, I, I mean, I, I like to use the bisglycinate just like you for many yeah. reasons. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's generally well, well, generally well tolerated mm -hmm. for an iron and, uh, it's inexpensive. And if we can, mm -hmm. if we can give good quality stuff, that's inexpensive, that's good. Otherwise heme iron starts to go, uh, what it's maybe, a, is it a dollar a pill or something like that? Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it definitely has a little bit more cost point, but for someone who's really ferritin low, Who cares? I mean, they're going to love it. You got to get yourself back to a place where you're back in your fighting, fighting form. Yes. That's more important than anything. So that was the, we went down the one layer or the one path of the, you know, when iron goes bad, GI right. sad. Okay. That's the GI sort of. I like thing. when you rhyme, Dave. <laughs> if it don't rhyme, it ain't worth a dime. So, <laughs> so then um, the other, the other way of things going bad is I, I just called it systemic all over bad. <laughs> yeah. His flow chart literally says systemic all over bad. <laughs> and a sad face. <laughs> yes. And so it's like exacerbation, probably related to oxidative stress and inflammation mm -hmm. leading to weird, just maybe just worsening of your, whatever symptoms you're having, or so amplification of something that's already there, or maybe additional symptoms beyond the GI. I would think things like joint pain, brain fog, yeah. um, tiredness, like just, just like, you know, and only the patient knows this sort of stuff. And, and I guess that's worth bringing up here too. Labs are great, but I listen to my patients. They, if they say I took that and I feel like a, a bag of shit, then that is relevant. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and you know, it's not objective uh, to some degree. I'm sure people don't, uh, whatever, I won't go down that path, but if someone says I actually feel horrific in every single way, all these weird chronic disease ways, then we're going to go full stop and figure out WTF is going on. Yes. I, I think any good clinician should. I mean, I, I do want to dig into that point a little bit more. It's the patient's experience that matters because it's their body that you're trying to fix. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you expect to happen. Yeah. <laughs> or what 99% of the time happens. If they're the 1% that feels worse, you yeah. kind of like, that's the only gauge you have to adjust your treatment plan. So you need to trust that. Yeah, no, it's uh, something I, I was, I was in the uh, lunchroom with some of my uh, colleagues today and I'm like, I used to assume more people were lazy. I used to say, assume more people were malingering or like making, making shit up. But now I, I've actually just go, I just assume they're right. 
because uh, the body gives a bunch of signals that we're not really good at um, really putting together. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about that before, so I won't go into that again. Um, I'm going to go back in the flow chart uh, yeah. for us, Michelle, and, and say when things go, when things go sad, mm-hmm. GI sad or just systemic all over bad, um, usually those are the people that I've evaluated to have what I think is low iron. But their ferritin may be only suboptimal, like ferritin may have maybe in the like 30s, 40s or something like that. And they've got ESR elevated, CRP elevated or, you know, suspected or confirmed dysbiosis or something like that. So like nasty bugs in the guts or or confirmed parasitism or whatever, because there's an iron war going on. Like everyone's trying to steal iron. We've got ways of stealing iron from bugs and they've got siderophores, which is crazy. They tar- They steal our iron like everyone's fighting for this stuff. So in those cases um, where ferritin is suboptimal or the inflammation dysbiosis sort of thing is going on, that's when we usually end up with the, the systemic overall GI bad, sad everywhere. One of the sad ways. Bad. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, as we were saying, um, I think I do a lot of exploration for microbial stuff. I mean, the thing is, is until the last two years, I so this is this is why you probably are experiencing possibly, less of this, yeah. Possibly because I find that I'm always trying to understand the why, right? It, it just a little bit more deeply, and and it might not even be iron right away that I'm looking at, and it happens to come up as low, and I'm like, well, it makes sense because you have this microbe and this microbe, and your stomach acid is low according to this test, and you know what I mean. So, um. But, you know, I haven't only, only in the last two years, you know, I've become more comfortable and understanding on how to run comprehensive labs, standard mm-hmm. blood work, and what that means in addition to my more specialty testing that I would do for microbial stuff. So now when I'm seeing like iron levels and, 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 um, uh, comparing it against like ESR, CRP and, and breaking down their CBC levels. And then also looking at their white blood cell count to see if there's any indications of microbial growth, even before doing microbial testing, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, it's becoming a little bit more apparent to me from, from that perspective now, which is super helpful so that I have more than one perspective to confirm something. But I think the thing that I'm always asking when it comes to iron is why are people so low and, yeah. you know, we can give supplements all we want, but like, is it just going to come back if you're not actually treating the problem? And that's always something I want to, I, th- I don't think people fully appreciate that. Like, yeah, I'm just going to take a supplement. And then they're like, I'm anemic. Yeah. So I'm just going to be iron deficient for life. And I'm always going to take a supplement. Should you was always like, have to take iron for the rest yeah. of your life? I was like, there's got to be a better way. And if we're addressing the real real, real reasons as to why there's a malabsorption, is it celiac disease, which mm-hmm. is a big deal? Is it like, you know, colitis or uh no not colitis crohn's because that could be anywhere in the intestinal tract um then that might be a contributing factor so we have to look at it more broad spectrum yeah and so just to sort of you know summarize what you what you were saying why you might run into fewer is i think i don't know if people know this but i think generally you do more sort of you have different uh, kinds of testing that you use mm-hmm. than I do. And also you, it sounds like, I think from our talking, uh, you do a little bit more in the way of like detoxification support, uh, yeah. and maybe in other ways that, um, I think you've talked about biotherapeutic drainage and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, I just, I think I prescribed one last week or this week. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do it all the time, but, um, I don't do it as much. So maybe that's, mm-hmm. maybe you're sort of like, 
clearing some of the ground before giving iron. And I, I don't do that as much. I so mean, the thing is, is there are certain situations where someone is like exhausted beyond all means. And there's a lot Can of Can you do that happening. exhausted again? Exhausted beyond all means. I think I actually emphasize that even more. Good, yeah. Um and there's a million moving parts that have to be readjusted. But if they're so exhausted, their hemoglobin is low and their red blood cell and, and their MCV and the size of the red blood cells is small and their ferritin is tanked and they still yeah. have microbes. Sometimes I'm still trying the iron first because I was like, okay, like I don't want to feed the beasts with the microbes. But at the same time, if your body can't deliver oxygen throughout the body, how well is your body's going to heal and how well is your immune system going to combat the microbes? Like it feels like a weird catch 22 at some point. So sometimes I have to choose the iron before I do the other stuff just to get them to a slightly better place. It's um, but it's rare that it happens, but there's been some situations where like, no, I think we need to do this first. Like your body is in no way capable of doing a detox right now. Yeah. It's like, uh, sending arms to Ukraine. Some are going to get in, <laughs> some are going to get in the hands of the other guys. Well, I, I, I could do <laughs> hold it, hold it down, Michelle. I've said other things like uh, to make it a little more abstract might be people might be more comfortable. It's like doing say there's a battle like listen there's battles going on in nature get used to it people nature there's battles going on and that it's not very whatever you don't want to think about it there is there's a there's a war going on for iron just like humans fight for resources like it's there's microcosm yeah. macrocosm stuff going on all the time. So I've said to patients many times it's like you're dropping, you know, iron is key. It's like food for, like you said, for so many, for so many systems and, and especially your red blood cells and, the, and mm -hmm. that's oxygen, that's energy. Come on. You're not going to get very far without it. So I say, it's like, you're doing like a, you're dropping like food on the battlefield, hoping your guys get it more than theirs. Yeah. And I think there's, that's there's, what you're kind of getting there's, at. There's risk, risk benefit analysis that has yes. to be made in those moments, case by case. Yes. Um, and you know what a big one is too, is even just protein intake. I've had some people just not eat enough protein. So they're transferring protein. You can't pull, pull iron into the body and into the cells because they don't have enough of those basic resources. They're yeah. not supporting that. And sometimes that's been a big deal too. And it hasn't even been about like supplementing iron on mass. It's been about, you need to adjust your diet because you're not even giving your body the building blocks to absorb it. And I, I guess in my evaluation here, I've, I've assumed transferrin is, is within normal range. And, and I have to say there's some people who have had low transferrin. I've, I found they had liver issues because it's mm. made in their liver. Um, mm -hmm. And you're right. It's made, you can even go back further. And if you're, if you're low in protein, then you can't make it in the liver and then you can't move your iron around. Trans means transport in this case. In short people, it's far more complicated than just take a pill. <laughs> If yeah. you haven't gathered that from in tall this people wild too. conversation. In tall people too. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bad joke. I have to throw one or two. You said in short people. Anyway. Oh my God. I didn't catch that. But it's, you're, it's being a dad. It's dad jokes. It's worse. All, all day. My kid's a year old today. Yay. Hey, little Malky. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I think uh, it's, it's cool. What you're saying there too. When you're low ferritin, when you're, you're anemic, you got low, you got small cells. It's, you know, you're pale, your hair is falling out. You're tired. You got shortness of breath, you know, like all iron can be just so, so amazing for a way to start off your treatment plan, because if you don't have energy, you don't do the right things anyway. So when I I've said it before, the worst 
times for me is if, you know, I was either intoxicated or I was tired. And when we're tired, we don't do all the good things that often take more energy. So starting off with a good iron evaluation and figuring it out can be such a wonderful, easy win that leads to so many other good things happening. Yeah, man. But it can go GI sad or systemic all over bad. Oh, and there was another thing we wanted to talk about too, is the fact that not only, not only are there more than one living particulate of your body that could be fighting for this resource, iron is good, but only to a certain limit. Excessive amounts of iron is also toxic for the system. So there's Mm -hmm. always this like fine balance that we have to do. And I've always, and like, I've wondered about this when it comes to standard over the counter pharmaceutical grade irons, because they're like 300 milligrams and you're like, wow, is that? And like, I'm giving 30, right. -hmm. And then people, and then people come to me having been used to taking like Fairmax or, or whatever those proferrin and, and whatever. And they're like, is this going to be enough? And it's still, and it does the job. And the reason is, is because one is not well absorbed. So you have to give an astronomical amount for a minute absorption. Well, bisglycinate is far better, has a higher absorption rate. So you don't have to give as much in order to get, get equal values. But then I've always wondered if someone's giving like 300 milligrams and only say like 10% of that is being absorbed, what happens to the rest of the iron? And maybe that's why sometimes people get constipated because maybe the toxic burden of, of that higher dose of iron in the GI tract. But then even if they're not constipated, I'm still always wondering, like, what is that doing to the terrain to have such a high load and a concentrated exactly. amount and someone taking it every day for an extended period of time? So I'd be curious to see if there's if there's been any investigation to that. Uh, Dave, check PubMed. <laughs> check one of your... 18 tabs one of your tabs <laughs> but, but no I, it's 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 relevant because and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too because i talk about iron being like a double-edged sword um it, and it contributes to you know it catalyzes things and when it catalyzes good things it's good if it catalyzes bad things like if you're under severe oxidative stress which yeah i don't measure in people and i think you can you can do that 8dg or whatever it's called. I've never um, done those tests. I don't know. Yeah, you can. I mean, and like, again, naturopathic medicine can be pretty grounded and, and, uh, um, but other times it can be, we can do so many tests. Like you can make it as crazy, uh, in, you know, expensive investigations and some of them are really cool. Um, but yeah. I don't do that one very often. It's just, if, if you know, someone's under oxidative stress and you give like a pro-oxidant, which is what iron is, then yeah, you can expect maybe some issues when you put it in that system. I think you I think that's totally right on um, to think about as a, as a possible um, sort of a reason for, for why things are not going well. Yeah. And then I just wonder, like, if someone's already having a hard time absorbing and using ox- iron in the body, then it's the, one of the biggest limiting factors is going to be their digestion of that nutrient in food and then their absorption of that. And then if you're giving something that has a high, high concentration, like 300 milligrams, that could very well be toxic. And you're adding that into a digestive system that's already incapable of absorbing iron adequately. I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing to the terrain and the GI tract when this is already probably not in its best form if we're having an iron absorption issue so you know i'm just kind of like are we doing more damage than good with those that those doses and you know now i have to feel like i have to go research that 
I know. It's like, what it's like is if someone, you know, you say something in a calm voice, Hey honey, can you do this? It probably doesn't help things just to scream and shout with a temper and say the same thing. Um, yes. You know, there's, yeah, like there's the system shut. The people shut down when you yell at even them. more. <laughs> I find with all oh, the people yeah. I yell at. I mean, um, I yell at everybody and nobody, no, everyone just walks away and they're like, screw this chick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think that's relevant too. Like, well, again, it just keeps coming back to the whole thing as to why probably we're naturopaths and why naturopaths become, it's like, keep asking why, figure out what the, the root yeah. cause is, or at least as close to the root as possible. You can get to the trunk. That's good. Yeah. Better than just a leaf. Exactly. The leaf falls off. It just flitters away. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, flittering away, are we ready to? I think we're good. I think we beat this. Flitter away. This topic down. We've done a few iron sessions, and I feel like this was a nice little. Well, this is relevant. Yeah, I think it's relevant because it's like the implementation of some of the things we've we've Mm -hmm. talked about. So, Mm -hmm. so check out all the iron episodes. There's lots of goodies. Lots of goodies. And then be careful with iron. It's a double-edged sword. And it's made of iron, that sword. <laughs> that's deep. Right. That's my that's my attempt at a at a mom mom joke. Go Dad for joke. it. <laughs> Parent joke. Parent joke. Oh my god. People All right. jokes. Okay. People, people's people's joke. Thanks for listening, people. Thanks for listening, people. Bye. We love people. <laughs> that naturopathic podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada.